So we have a municipal election coming up in Alberta in, uh, well, almost two weeks, not quite two weeks, uh, October 18th. Now, municipal elections are not our most popular elections among our three levels of government. Turnout often pretty low, 31% in Edmonton in 2017, all the way up to 50% in Calgary in 2017. So uh, they're not the most well-attended events when we hold elections, that's for sure. Uh, But this year, of course, we have referenda attached to the ballot. What kind of an impact might that have? We are going to chat with Jack Lucas, who is an associate professor in the Department of Political Science at the University of Calgary. Jack, thank you for your time this morning. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. When we take a look at this, first of all, do we have, I mean, we've we've had this before. This isn't, isn't the first time there's been a referendum question attached to our municipal ballots, but can we um, see any sort of historical precedent as to how this impacts an election overall? Yeah, there's actually a long history of referendum questions on municipal ballots in Edmonton and Calgary and other Canadian cities as well. So we do have a bit of a a history of of being able to look at what the effects of this might be. And we also have evidence from the United States and other countries on their experiences with these sorts of questions on municipal ballots. Um, The two that we have that we're facing, of course, the equalization and the daylight saving. I mean, daylight saving has been kicked around forever. Are those the kind of things that you think will inspire people to head out to the polls? Maybe if they weren't all that interested in the municipal election, this will be the hook that gets them out? Yeah, I think the question is always... uh, Two two things that have to have to be the case for this to uh, have a real effect, and one is that people have to care a lot about the issue. Of course, they need to be motivated to to get out and vote, and second, they need to have the feeling that the outcome is likely to be close. Because if they think it's going to be a total blowout one way or the other, yeah. they yeah. might be less motivated to get out and vote. Um, in terms of, we know with the um, equalization uh, referendum question. It's non-binding in any way, shape, or form, and I think most people realize that it's, in a, in a lot of ways, it's political theater. Uh, the Premier tells us that it will, it'll help them have the conversation, but due to the fact that really it doesn't um, forward things in any sort of concrete way, will that have an impact on people who think, you know, maybe really invested in this, but recognize this may not be uh, all that successful? Yeah, I think that could be a factor for sure, and, and also because it's not... Um binding in any constitutional sense it's it's also um it's fairly easy for for folks to vote yes knowing that it's it's really you know premier kenny has made the argument that this should be a message that albertans can send or something that can help mobilize the provincial government and and so i think the competitiveness of of that uh, question the outcome is not really in question either so both of those things are a factor um, a good question from a listener saying, hey, if I choose not to vote for the referendum, if I don't have a feeling one way or the other on either of those questions, does that spoil the rest of my ballot, or are these sort of answer them if you want to and don't worry if you don't? Absolutely. It doesn't affect the rest of your ballot at all. We see this very regularly. It's called roll-off, meaning that people choose to vote in, in one race, say the mayoral race or the council race, but not in the others, and that's totally fine and will have no effect on your vote being counted in those other races. Excellent. Okay, good to know. The other thing is, if you're a candidate uh, running in one of these municipal elections, would you like to see these questions? I mean, Part of my biggest concern with democracy overall is a lot of people show up and vote for people without knowing why. In some cases, could you have people showing up at the ballot that feel strongly about time changes or strongly about equalization, but really aren't that invested in municipal politics? And, you know, that could skew things, could it not? 
It certainly could. And I think it is a legitimate worry. And this was a worry that uh, municipal elected representatives voiced when the announcement was first made about the equalization referendum. I think it's fair to worry about this. In this particular case, it looks to me as though we don't fortunately need to be too worried because um, it's certainly in in cities like Edmonton and Calgary, the municipal elections are so competitive yeah. that uh, people are motivated to participate in those in those votes. And while they're there, sure, they they may cast a vote in the referendum questions. But it looks to me, based on the data I've seen, as though people are not primarily motivated to go out and vote because of the those questions. Um, in terms of what we see in involving turnout can we take a look at past municipal elections with and without referendum questions and say okay usually we see more people usually we see less people what does it tell us yeah it's really tricky to do that in canada because unfortunately we don't have great turnout data at the municipal level yeah but evidence from the united states suggests that when you have a referendum question in a an election like a municipal election, you might see a boost in turnout of one or two percentage points, maybe a little more if it's really a motivating kind of a question. So it can have an effect on turnout, but the effect is modest. So when we talk about these two questions, as we said, the equalization referendum question, non-binding, it meant to further the conversation, but it's not the same thing with the daylight question. Uh, That one, the government says they will consider to be binding, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And I think the real challenge for that question has more to do with uh, salience and and attention. You know, I've just noticed it's only been in the last couple of days that it seems to me people have begun to realize that they even have to vote on this question. And they're starting to think, what are the options and which one should I prefer? So, So there it's a different kind of a problem of just trying to get people informed over a very narrow space of time. Uh, so they can feel like they, they're they comfortable cast, casting a vote. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how that one shakes out. Uh, Jack, thanks so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. As Jack Lucas, who is an associate professor of political science at the University of Calgary. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.